everyone, and welcome to Sort of My Podcast. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human, and thank you for joining me on episode 75. We are three quarters of the way through this shit, everyone. And uh, let's go ahead and get this one over with. Uh, we're starting off with trailers here, and uh, that is not only my attitude to talking about this trailer. Uh, But the whole movie in general, we're talking about Dark Phoenix. They just had a trailer drop, and uh, not to say nothing in this looks cool. Uh, Some of the Phoenix stuff could be visually interesting. It's not a bad trailer, aside from the fact that it gives away Mystique's death, which I think says that they're ready to burn this bridge, too. It just, I'm so disinterested. I just don't feel like it matters. In just a few months, we're probably going to hear some MCU X-Men news, which will be a film that will likely make every film from the past 19 years of X-Men films, aside from Logan, look like garbage. And yes, it's almost been 20 years since this whole thing kicked off. Uh, in fact, I'm so disinterested that I don't think I'm even going to go see this. Which I never say about a comic book movie. I, I just don't see the point in spending money on a franchise closer to a franchise that has largely been disappointing. If you feel differently, let me know in the comments below, but you can see this one if you want on June 7th. Moving on, we got a trailer for a movie called Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution. This apparently dates back to December of last year, but only crossed my path this month. Uh, Literally, all there is to say about this is that it looks like it's going to be a shot-for-shot remake of Pokemon the first movie, but with worse animation. If this were footage for an upcoming Pokemon Switch game, I'd be over the moon. But for this purpose, it just has no points. Again, that seems to be a theme so far in this first half of the show. Uh, nobody was asking for this. Maybe, maybe we would have asked for a live-action remake, but I'm not sure I even want that. I love the original movie as is, and so do kids of this generation, so don't fuck with it. There's no American version of this trailer yet, but who really needs one? It's one thing if you want to try something new with the concept, or maybe live action like I said, there's just no point to this. If you've seen Pokemon the first movie, you know exactly what's going down in this trailer. But something that is actually kind of starting to be overdone, but we are still so fucking excited for Batman vs. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles got a trailer. Shredder is teaming up with Gotham's villains to further their evil goals, so naturally, a team-up is in order. And while just from the title, I've been on board for this, I do have one very big question. Did the Ninja Turtles and Batman share a universe in this version? Because in all three of the comic runs out there, they've come together through universe hopping in one form or another. But in this, just from Donnie saying he's heard rumors of a bat creature in Gotham and thinking they were just an urban legend, it kind of implies a shared universe from Jump Street. What's up? Ben Affleck playing as Batman? (laughs) No, this isn't live action, buddy. This is an animated film. Oh, well, I have not seen the trailer yet, so... Well, I will definitely show it to you after this. But I also wanted to note that I think it's safe to say we're going to see Batman's foes mutated by the TCRI ooze uh, like we did in the comic book. I also really enjoy the style choice for Batman. Bold idea, too, taking him back to that Neil Adams 70s, 80s style, given that everyone else in this movie is styled after their current looks. 
What's not to love here? Yet another thing I can't wait to bring home on Blu-ray, but you can catch this on the DC Universe streaming service the day it comes out on home release in just a couple weeks on March 31st. Uh, Something I won't be able to watch until Alpha Spectre comes off that Amazon Prime account is the second trailer, uh, or I'm sorry, rather the second season trailer of The Tick. And it actually looks better than the last season, with it seeming like Peter Serafinowicz uh, really growing into the role of The Tick. A lot of new, interesting heroes, fun action, on-point humor. April 5th will be a fun day for those who have Amazon Prime. Alpha! Moving on, we're talking about a uh, little movie called Brightburn. That also got a trailer, but I guess this is the second trailer to come out for this. But in the way it hit online, uh, you wouldn't know that. Not to mention, nobody really talked about the first one. If you're not familiar with the premise, Brightburn asked the question, what if a child from another world crash-landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister? So basically, what if Superman was evil, which is how I had heard it described all this time, naturally leaving me wanting exactly that. But I think this is better that we're dealing with a kid here. That way, if the film does its job right, we can start to feel an emotional connection to this family, making things that much more intense when shit hits the fan. And if this trailer is any indication, a whole septic tank is going to hit the fan. I mean, that glass scene alone where she pulled it out of her eye, dude, I'm calling it now too. That dad gonna die, man, for sure. <laughs> it looks it looks like he has a good cast. Jury is out on that kid though, but I want to see this uh, when it hits theaters on May 24th. And finally, we got a full-blown trailer for the live-action Aladdin movie, and I am 95% sold. The only thing that fell a little off uh, was that you ain't never had a friend like me moment. But it was so little that I, I can't judge that whole number just off of that. But A Whole New World, however, that nailed it. There were chills when that kicked in. Will Smith comes off great in this, too. Uh, I'm I'm totally okay with this casting at this point. I think he really is going to make this his own. The scale of the film seems like it's going to be impressive, too. They're also being very upfront about how they've made changes to this story. But most importantly is that all of these things are necessary. They're going to catch shit no matter what. There are going to be plenty of loud voices online tearing this movie apart, which will be understandable in Jafar's case because... What the hell were they thinking? Uh, But if you ask me, I wanted to have a taste of nostalgia here and there and to hear some of those classic songs, but I've seen Aladdin, and it's close to timeless, discounting some of Robin Williams' references. There's nothing this film can do that will make me love it more than the original, so I'd rather see something different, but equally as fun. Unfortunately, though, we didn't get to hear Iago, uh, which we just found out, Alan fucking Tudyk will be voicing him. Uh, But you'll definitely see me in Cinemark 10 in Ashland on May 24th for this one. And of course, I couldn't go without talking about this new Avengers Endgame trailer. And of course, I love it. What a great decision to use black and white flashbacks to moments from the past 10 years. Although I have to wonder what that highlighting of red in those clips is all about. 
Regardless, I think three things are confirmable because of this trailer. One, Tony and Nebula make it back to Earth since we see them in that ensemble walking shot with nice suits. I wonder what those are all about. And they kind of look like Hank Pym's Quantum Realm suit from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, Two, Hawkeye's family are definitely victims of the decimation, otherwise known as the snap. Uh, I mean, you show him teaching a young girl to shoot a bow, and then immediately a shot of him in the rain, distraught, and it's hard not to put that equation together. And three, time jumping. And while a lot of people are grasping at reasons uh, because of this trailer for that to be a thing in the movie, I think the big indicator is Black Widow's hair and how much it changes just during this trailer. Then again, that could all be misdirection. Did you just say Reddit? <laughs> could all no. be Reddit in this movie? No, it's going to be all just red in oh. the movie. <laughs> I don't know what you're referring to. Uh, there, there are also some great quick shots in this, too. Uh, with Cap strapping the shield and giving that intense look, Captain Marvel not phased by Dawnbreaker, Ant-Man jumping through that chaos, which is obviously taking place at the same time as that battle we see Nebula in, and the Rocket War Machine team-up, which has now inspired Dr. T. Neil Travis Herman to do a Rocket with War Machine Armor mashup print. I hope he makes the arc reactor into the shape of the Ravengers symbol. That would be awesome. But what more can I say? This trailer came out two days ago as of recording this and is still number one trending on YouTube. There's no way I don't see this at least three times in the theater. Collector's Cups all around. April 26th. Be there. I'm a half-breed collector's cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're getting our collector's cups. You're going to have more than that. You're going to have the Shazam one, too. (laughs) Moving on, though, uh, we got a few pieces of news to cover in this episode, too. First of all, uh, let's talk about this small Twitter feud going on between Dave Bautista, known for playing Drax in the Guardians of the Galaxy films and former WWE World Heavyweight Champion, and Stephen Amell, known for playing Oliver Queen, a.k.a. the Green Arrow, on the CW's Arrow, and the guy who didn't speak up when he noticed the writing for Casey Jones was way off. (laughs) All this started with a tweet from Amell that said, quote, Just landed and found out about at Dave Batista v. at Triple H. Really pumped for the match, but I also don't want to see a celebrity angle distract from an awesome wrestling card. End quote. Uh, This referring to the upcoming match at WrestleMania 35. Not long after, Batista fired back with, quote, Considering that celebrity could actually fuck someone up, and that celebrity is a former six-time heavyweight champ, and that celebrity is there because he loves it, maybe it just adds to the card. Maybe. End quote. Really, I chalked this whole thing up to Batista not recognizing that the initial tweet was a joke directed at Amel himself, since he had a small rivalry with Cody Rhodes in WWE back in 2015, uh, which is understandable. Not hard to miss that one. Uh, That being said, Stephen Amel apologized, saying, quote, Hey Dave, I went out of my way to introduce myself to you in Atlanta at a convention so I could tell you what a big fan of yours I am. You couldn't have been more pleasant. My tweet was meant to poke fun at me. It clearly wasn't funny. Please don't kill me. End quote. 
Likely, this is the end of it, and it really seems like it was all just a misunderstanding, but it felt like it was mention-worthy, at least. Uh, if anything, it shows us that Batista takes things way too seriously, which makes him all the better to play Drax moving forward. <laughs> moving on from there, following its cancellation by DC Comics, the controversial Jesus Christ satire comic Second Coming has landed a new home at Ahoy Comics, and it's finally going to be released July 10th. Just to catch you guys up, the story of this book is as follows. Witness the return of Jesus Christ as he is sent on a most holy mission by God to learn what it takes to be the true Messiah of mankind by becoming roommates with the world's favorite savior, the all-powered superhero Sun Man, the last son of Crispex. But when Christ returns to earth, he's shocked to discover what has become of his gospel, and now he aims to set the record straight. Originally, this was intended to release under DC Vertigo, uh, but outrage from a variety of groups may have caused DC to ask for more changes, which is believed to be why the creators Mark Russell and Richard Pace wanted to take the book elsewhere. And it also should be noted that they have been very upfront about there being no bad blood with DC and that the decision to cancel the book with them was the choice of the creators and that DC has been cool about the entire transition. Uh, luckily, Ahoy Comics has full faith in the book and has given Russell and Pace free reign. Uh, if there is any bummer to this story, it's that instead of this month, we have to wait till July for this book. I am so excited. I cannot wait to call my LCS, tell them to put that in my pool. And another thing that has me really excited, finally, big news coming from DC or I'm sorry, <laughs> Disney and the MCU, James Gunn is back in as the director of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And as it turns out, the decision to rehire him was made months ago, uh, rumored to be because of why he handled the whole situation, and his return was only postponed because of the hoops necessary to jump through due to Gunn signing on to direct the Suicide Squad for Warner Brothers. The end result here is that Suicide Squad will take precedent uh, since it begins shooting this fall, so we won't likely hear anything about Guardians 3 until 2020, which is when the movie was originally intended to release, with production supposed to have started this past January. Uh, we voiced our opinions about James Gunn's firing over his controversial tweets from years ago on episode 53 of Sort of My Podcast, the podcast you're listening to, and uh, you can check that out if you want to hear our thoughts on that, but I will say that I am really happy with this move, and I can't wait to see the product they turn out together. What's up? Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Me too. Let's go into the phone booth. It's time for the news. The phone booth news. That's right, everyone. It's time for the phone booth news where I try to give you the news faster than Deadpool can save the day, which gives me three minutes, 45 seconds. Of course, I don't have my phone. Vin Vinny Wise, intern, go get my phone. Uh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, let me get my script open here. Vinny's got his finger over the button. You didn't start yet. You didn't start yet because I ain't got my script open yet. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, whenever you're ready. Okay, one, two, three. 
In comics news, the long-awaited DC Black Label series, Superman Year One from Frank Miller and John Romita Jr., finally has a release date and will hit shelves in June of this year. Also on sale this June is a new miniseries titled Silver Surfer Black from writer Donny Cates and artist Trad Moore. And in celebration of Marvel's 80th anniversary, they're releasing a facsimile edition of their original Star Wars Run's 50th issue, which will feature a full reprint of the... Issues classic story, ads and all. In TV news, Kelly Kuko, the voice of Harley Quinn in DC Universe's upcoming adult animated series, shared a first look at the Joker from the series on her Instagram account. And Asai Morales, best known for her for his role as Lieutenant Tony Rodriguez on NYPD Blue, has been cast to play the role of Slade Wilson slash Deathstroke in the upcoming second season of DC Universe's Titans. While appearing on at a blah, while appearing at the INTV conference, Greg Berlanti divulged that the pilot episode of Batwoman will be an origin story. Netflix has announced that it will be producing an anime series based on Mark Miller and Leon Lionel Yu's Super Crooks, a super-powered heist comic. Had to screw someone's name up. In movie news, Smallville's John Glover revealed he will be playing the father of another bald villain, Dr. Savannah, in the upcoming Shazam film. Batman is celebrating his 80th birthday with Warner Brothers returning the Dark Knight trilogy to theaters in IMAX 7mm format with single night events, and the first stop is Los Angeles on March 30th. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the Tom and Jerry live-action-slash-animated hybrid is slated to hit theaters April 16th, 2020, because fuck it, why not? In other news, the Pokemon Company has released first-look Im images of their upcoming Detective Pikachu tie-in TCG cards depicting the detailed versions of the Pokemon appearing in the film, including a special Mewtwo GX card. And finally, Disney has announced that the acquisition of Fox will become effective at 12.02 a.m. Eastern Time on March 2nd, and that is the news. What are we at? Two minutes, 21 seconds. I nailed it, but there really wasn't that much in phone booth news. Uh, what'd you think, Vin? I like the Tom and Jerry live action. Scoot up. I like, I like the Tom and Jerry live action one. That's really? Like, yeah. I wow. Seen, I haven't seen Tom and Jerry in a while. Well, just, just watch the cartoon. I'm sure you can find some on YouTube. Why do you need a live action movie? Sure, why not? I'm very excited for those those Pokemon cards based mm -hmm. on the Detective Pikachu movie. That is really cool to me. Yeah, you're hearing the voice of not Jacob, but Jeremiah, Jacob's twin brother. Possibly evil twin brother. We all took a moment to stare at Jacob and he ran away. Or, I'm sorry, Jeremiah. Now I'm fucking myself up. Uh, yeah. A lot of interesting little news there. Guys, we don't really have too much to get caught up on. Uh, so we're not necessarily going to do that segment, I guess. Uh, I did want to ask Vinny Wise, how are you liking Ready Player One? You started that book a little while ago. You're yeah. what, five, six chapters in? Yeah, I'm like nine. Nine chapters in. Wow. Probably nine. I don't know. Hold up. No, you don't have to get up and go check. Uh, just tell us what you're thinking about the book. Try not to be too spoilery, but uh, it's anything. All right. I'm not. Yeah. I don't think it's like that much spoiler I could bring since I'm not even that far in it. I'm like 90, 80 pages in. 
Yeah. Yeah, you still got quite a while to go. You just made it to the Lich King. So, yeah. Uh, anything standing out to you so far? Anything that was really cool about the book yet? Not really. Maybe later on in the book? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think you're going to end up digging it. It all gets pretty cool. And other than that, we're we're still trucking along in our MCU marathon. We just watched Ant-Man tonight. Fuck, I haven't seen that one in so long. I forgot how good it was. I remembered it. Like, I, like nothing was a mystery to me in the film, but I remembered it. I totally called out a continuity error with a guy's top button. But, uh, also, ooh, ooh, I did want to bring up Superman issue seven, I want to say. It's the return of John Kent after he goes off into space with uh, Jor-El, and he's a little older. It's been seven years for him, three weeks for Superman, so we're finding out a lot about what's happening there. That's pretty cool. But uh, otherwise, I did want to give you guys a heads up. Our next few episodes, we'll be talking about Captain Marvel because I wanted to wait until the Lexicon convention weekend to talk with the guys about it. Uh, Maybe we're going to be snagging some interviews and we're going to be doing an episode talking about our time at Lexicon. So for uh, look out for all those. In the meantime, like this episode if you liked it. Subscribe if you loved it. You're checking this out somewhere while here. Why not like, comment your thoughts on any of today's stories, share and hit that bell on YouTube if you want to know when the newest episodes are up. Like our nerd news page, Sort of My Comics, on Facebook, and follow Sort of My Podcast on Instagram. Check out Subject to Change Entertainment on Facebook and Twitter. And all of our personal social media is down in the description below. My name is Vincent Herman, Vin the Human. My name is Vinny Wise, a.k.a. Vinny. Ah, you finally said your actual name this time. Uh, Cue that progressive outro music.